He's like, when two people come together, it's church. I said, okay. And he wanted to hold my hand. And I was like, oh, this has gotten really weird fast. And he said, God has intended when two people meet each other, the man picks the women. And I said, okay. And he's now holding my hand. And he said to me, I pick you. We're going to get married. I want you to take three days and pray about it. And when I come back, I need your decision. Can you do that? It's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29-year-olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong. Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. The Swipe Wrong Podcast is on the air. So welcome to the Swipe Wrong Podcast. I am Chaos. I am the guy who's going to bring you the stories so you realize if you think you are the person who attracts nothing but the crazy... I'm here to help you realize you are not the only one to attract just crazy because there's plenty of crazy, enough crazy out there for everybody. It's not just you. There's also enough awesome, enough good times, enough pretty cool moments to make you realize that, hey, it just might be worth it. But unfortunately, the crazy comes through like a freight train. So uh, hopefully you've learned a few things over you know the the prior episodes, some things to, to keep in mind. Always do background checks. Always, always, always. Plenty of free sites out there. There's also some where you can play, pay a flat monthly fee, which might be a little bit more detailed. Uh, always have some sort of uh, support group, just uh, you know your crew, whether it be, hey, I'm going to go meet this girl at Starbucks, or I'm going to go meet this guy for drinks, and here's where I'll be. Or if it be, hey, I just got a dick pic. I'm going to send it to you. We're going to make a Christmas card out of it. Or, hey, do you think this is something that I should you know, pursue? Whatever. Whatever it is, just somebody to help you or some people to help you uh, keep everything in perspective so you don't go through the crazy roller coaster ride that it all seems like we're going on. So all that being said, hopefully the stories that you've heard, everybody's story, everybody's story is important. Your story is important. I know you hear at the end of every podcast uh, how uh, we'd love to hear from you. Remember, uh, we absolutely would. You can email us at swipewrongpod at gmail.com. Give us a call at 317-426-6616. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, we'll be happy to get back to you. We can we can talk. We can just hear your story because uh, everybody's story definitely matters. This episode I am totally looking forward to. Uh, in the first episode, the one where I talked about how I got onto all this, uh, she is the person that I referenced. This episode was, was her. Uh, her personality is amazing. Uh, her dates are amazing out of control it is it, like there we could really do two full seasons on her dates and this is even prior to the swipe world coming to be uh so when we were talking we're like all right we're gonna get a podcast together i'm like well here's here's what i got going on and she's like i'm in let's do this and i think she's gonna put her own together too which would be amazing she'd do a fantastic job so uh, with that being said, uh, let's uh, just sit back, put your feet up, 
enjoy, grab some popcorn. And if you are in traffic right now, please do not hit the person next to you. So sit back and enjoy. Let's get ready to bumble. And one more word, of course, from the quote unquote legal department. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. All right. So let's just start. So I know you don't prefer the sites. I know you prefer to meet people and who doesn't, but you still end up, you know, on the sites occasionally. And how long roughly off and on have you been on the sites? So uh, let's see, I separated from my husband, ex-husband 13 years ago and I didn't date for several years. So often on the sites, probably about nine years total. Okay. And I go through states where I go on and, I have some fun or I meet somebody and then I get off and then I go through phases where I'm like, well, that was not beneficial. And I take periods off. Like I haven't been on for gosh, eight, nine, nine, 10 months at this point. I had met when in October, we hung out for a few weeks and then uh-huh. I thought, well, I'm going to need a little break from this. <laughs> so at that point I've kind of taken this little break and I decided to work on myself okay. and not just, uh, you know, be out there and go through the process over and over. Which one do you use or which ones do you use? The last one I was on was Bumble. You know, I've done Match. I've done Tinder. I've done Bumble. Uh-huh. Um, I think there was one more somebody put me on. And ironically, Tinder, I was put on by somebody else. <laughs> they just kind of took my information and said, you need to date, as well as Match, actually. So when yeah. I first started, people were like, you really have to get yourself out there. Because I am a single mom. I do have children. And they were small children at the time. So... Most of my time is spent at a ball field with other parents who are generally married. So what other way do you meet people? I don't go to bars. You know, there's not an age group for my people at church. So what we do is just throw yourself out there and see how it goes. So when you say this, like I've heard mixed things about single parents, like how often when you'd be talking to people, did people just not honor the time that you have to spend with your kids and almost just get annoyed when you didn't make time for them, even though you may not have met them yet? That happens actually a lot. Really? You meet them once, you know, unfortunately women care for the kids more often and have the children more often. So you meet a guy, you have a good time and he's like, well, how about Thursday night and Friday night and Saturday night? And I'm like, no, wait a second. I just met you. Yeah, I'm like, my time is my kids first. And then if there becomes something, absolutely, we'll spend more time together. Right. But they just want to be all, so many people want to be all in. Right. right. Get you off the apps. That's what it seems like. Right. Their Get you off the apps and make some sort of commitment. And I'm like, I've just met you. So it yeah. wasn't a position where I would bring him in to meet my kids or I was going to just jump out there and you know, yeah, for sure. We're a couple. Right. Yay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just yeah. to be a couple. Has there ever been a date that you were on that you just like, like into it, you just all of a sudden didn't feel safe? I, I have had one in particular, and it was funny. The guy had three names, and I'm like, anybody with three names, <laughs> first names now, you know, if your name is Mike, John, Tom, we're not going out because I was yep. so scared. Um, we went, and I had no clue at this point. We call it a drive by now. Um, but this guy, we had talked and he's like, hey, I'm coming into your town. I want to see you. I only have 10 minutes. And I'm like, well, I'm really busy. I'm heading to work. And he pushed and pushed till he met me for 10 minutes. That was the ploy. 
And I meet the guy and we kind of hit it off and we're talking and he goes into this story about how his mom had just died, which is very sad. Initial conversation though. I was like, Oh God, that's so sad. And then how his daughter wanted to become a man. Oh wow. Taking hormones. Oh, um, wow. His son was in a wheelchair and how he had flipped over in a canoe. Oh, you know, wow. he had saved his life. And each time I keep saying, I have to go, uh, I've got to go to work. But then the winner at the end was, he's like, when two people come together, it's church. I said, okay. And he wanted to hold my hand. And I was like, oh, he's gotten really weird fast. And he said, God has intended when two people meet each other, the man picks the women. We are out picking the women. And I said, okay. And he's now holding my hand. And he said to me, I pick you. We're going to get married. I want you to take three days and pray about it. And when I come back, I need your decision. Can you do that? I'm so freaked out. I'm like, okay. I, I don't know if he's serious. He's not serious. I mean, this is the first time I met the guy. And it's now 45 minutes later. And every time I say I have to leave, he won't let me go. So this, this guy just tells me, and I'll never forget. I finally grabbed my stuff. And I'm like, it was so nice to see you. I have to go. And I run. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, this is the craziest thing. And I sit down with the lady I work with and she goes, are you okay? You don't look okay. And I said, well, I think I just got engaged in the parking lot. <laughs> so, you know, it just blew my mind. And he was like, we had such a connection and he proceeded to keep messaging me. And I said, you seem very sweet. You're very nice. But I, I just don't think this is going to be a match. In that moment, I was scared for my person, <laughs> for my girlfriend. <laughs> And they're like halfway through it, the long version, my friend Melissa looks at me, she goes, you're making that up. And I said, why would I make that up? Right. And my friend who was with us as well, Jessica said, she's not making this up. But at the very end, I said, at the end, he said, it puts the lotion on. And she was like, oh, and I said, no, I'm kidding. Now that I made up. <laughs> that's how I felt. Like, I'm like, this guy's going to put me in the trunk of his car and take uh. me home. But he'll pray about it the whole way through. He will. Oh, yeah. He will. Yeah. And I, I often when I do go on a date, you know, with men, they're like, let me walk you to your car. I'll pick you up and I'll let them know. Have you ever feared for your safety on a date? And their general answer is no, yeah. I haven't. And I said, well, I've had situations where I've been uncomfortable. So therefore. Yeah. Your dating stories, like if I could, if, like legendary, just legendary. But at some point, dudes just go batshit crazy on you. Yeah, they, they, I've had another incident where I showed up and the guy was older and heavier, which usually, you know, men complain about. And that wasn't even an issue. But when we sat down, he ordered us some drinks and we were talking. And right out of the gate, he went into all those supermodels he had dated. Oh, and, I, and I'm like, every girl wants to hear about how hot every girl you've dated before is, of course. So right. I looked at him and I said, oh, well, I'm surprised you even went out with me <laughs> to a response of what? Then he proceeds to go and Chris into this whole conversation about everybody famous and rich he knew. But the ultimate kicker was we get towards the end and now he's trying to get me to stay. And I'm like, I really have to go. I have to play volleyball in the morning. That was my excuse. Uh -huh. And he said, my ex-wife, oh, I forgot to tell you, he showed up with a wedding ring on. <laughs> <laughs> and when I asked him about the wedding ring, I swear to God, this is what he said. It's my um, dad's and it. Uh, only fits on this one finger. Oh, so that was why I was trying my exit strategy out of, out of the gate. And it just oh. got, like I said, proponently worse. Here's a guy who's telling about these hot women, everybody's dated. And now his ex-wife, and I wanted to say, you mean your current wife. Yeah, right. 
that his ex-wife's best friend was trying to take this guy to take him home. And uh, I'm looking at him and I'm like, I'm so confused here. He goes, well, I don't mean to brag, but wait for it. He said, I have a giant dick. Uh, well, we're sitting in an outdoor venue with a ton of people. He's been drinking before he got there and he keeps yelling. I have a huge dick. <laughs> I'm oh like, my oh my gosh, please stop talking. I know people at another table. <laughs> and I'm going, oh my gosh, he's not, this is not like, you can't make this up. No, no. At that, oh. at that point, you got to be like, can I, can I replace have with M? You, you are a huge dick. Not, yes, you have yes, a huge dick. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So the married guy, I'm like, it has been really nice to meet you. I've got to go. And I gathered my stuff and I started to leave. And he insisted on walking me to my car. And when we get to the car, and he's a big man. He's 6'2", probably pushing 220, 230. Um, and I'm tall, but I'm not a big person. And he's walking in my car. And there was a lot of people there for a car show. So mm. I wasn't alone, but it was still kind of weird. So I'm walking up to my car and I've got, if you can picture it, my key fob in my hand, I'm going open, 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 open. Right. And I throw the door open and I sit down and I remember my hands on my steering wheel, taking a big breath. And I look over and this man's in the car with me. <laughs> the door open. He ran over and jumped in the other side. And I was like, whoa. And I look surprised and I'm like, what are you doing? And he leans in and tries to kiss me with full hand on his face. I pushed him away. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I said, I'm leaving now. I had fact, I had text my friends at a bar to say, where are you? You're never going to believe what's happening. But he uh... proceeded to just go all in. And I tried to get in the car. The main purpose of that was because every guy's going to take that shot. I'm yeah. friendly. I'm open. I'm nice. And then when we yeah. get to car they walk me they're always trying to stick there and i'm 52 years old so it's crazy to me yeah, yeah. Them, they're gonna go 99 percent of the time they're gonna go for it i don't really it, it, and it's a it sounds like it's kind of a sneak attack too it's not like hey by the way i'm gonna try to like there's you you kind of don't see it coming a lot of time you just expect it coming is that how it sorts out well you know you walk the car and now i kind of just expect it yeah so it's how i handle it um i had a Another guy take me out. It was it was nice, but I didn't think we were a match. And he came in. I gave him the side hug. The side <laughs> hug. Oh, the side hug and bless oh, his face. He, he was your brother. He was. And then I wished him. So I had a great time, and I probably would have gone out with him. And he's like, "Yeah, that was great." And I never heard from him again. So you are what are you five ten? About five. Yes. Okay, about that. All right. So how often do you do people lie about their height when you like they'll say they're six foot and you show up and they're like five five? I'm glad you asked that. This is kind of a funny phenomenon. Anyone about five eight, five nine, when I get on an app will always tell me they're like six feet. Five really? ten even six feet. Really? And I automatically tell people I'm really tall. Do you have a problem with that? And most of them say, Oh, absolutely not, or they wouldn't go out with me in the first place. Right. I have had men standing on curbs to talk to me. <sighs> You know, anything that, you know, they'll lift their feet up. And I'm like, does my height bother you? Absolutely not. Yeah. It's not insecurity to me, but I can feel for them. They say it's not. And then they get around me. And I'm pretty confident. You know me. Yeah. And oh, I'm very yeah. comfortable in my own skin. And then they're, yeah. they seem a little uncomfortable with my height. That was one that surprised. Like I heard that more and more often from people. And I'm like, like, that seems like. If guys are lying about that, I, I get for guys, we're going to exaggerate about size. Size matters. We understand that. But that one you can't really get away with. You could say I am 
10 inches and be six. And by that time, the person finds out it's kind of too late. You're already invested. But if you say you're six foot and you're five, five and you show up, you're like, yeah, bro. If you're lying about this, I guarantee you're lying about everything else. And, and I agree. Cause I, on the, on the flip side of that, I've had girlfriends who've lied about their age and their, their weight. And I'm like, you know, they're going to meet you eventually. And yeah. none of my friends have been like really off skew, but I'm like, they're going to meet you eventually. It's better to just be upfront and not have them walk in with questions about your character. Right. Right. And then, I mean, that's, that, that's just almost like the immediate hookup. So tell me about your best date. My best date um, was somebody I ended up dating and he just had a really good sense of humor. So I drive to meet him and he happened to be a pilot. Cool. And when he flew in, he said, I hope you don't mind. Um, we've got to have a drink with my captain. It's really what we do. It's camaraderie and it's just tradition. I said, no problem. So we go to the bar and I'm sitting between them and we're hitting it off. And I'm like, yeah, this guy is great. He's everything I thought and more. And at some point he introduced me to the captain and the captain looked at me and he said, how did you guys meet? I said, it's a great story. I said, I'm a stripper in Pensacola. And I was up on stage and I was dancing. And I said, this particular guy, I said, he was throwing quarters at me and it was hitting me. And I, he immediately, this is when I knew we were a match. He immediately said, no, 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 it was nickels. And he said, I made it rain. And he did the little hand gesture. I said, that's right. I said, I was bruised all over. I got it, but we sort of hit it off and I gave him a dance and we went home together. We've been together ever since. And then we proceeded to go back to our conversation and finish our drinks and never told the guy any different. That's awesome. So this poor day, this guy to this day, and he said when he got on the plane the next day, the guy was like, is she really a stripper? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So we That's just kind awesome. of went with it. And then the day we went to eat after that and we walked in and we were laughing and having a good time. And the hostess says, what are we celebrating? And he looked at her and said, oh, she's been sober for three months. Now, remember, we just came from a bar. So it was kind of fantastic. And we're laughing. I'm trying to keep a straight face now. And she gets our seats ready. She comes back and we're walking to the table and she's holding my arm and going, I am so proud of you. That's such a big feat. Oh, no, that's so cool. Yeah. And I finally just looked at her. I said, he is so full of shit. I'm like, he just made that up. We've been at a bar drinking. <laughs> And we just kind of sat down, give the waitress a hard time. And she's like, you are giving him hell. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, if he wants to date me, he'll be, you know, this is what he's signed up for. Right. And, right. Just time. and you know, we kind of dated off and on for a year. That's pretty cool. It was just, it was just, just fun. There was no pressure. There was no interrogation. Um, there was no forthright sit down and let's make plans for the rest of our lives. Yeah. It was just two people really enjoying each other and having fun without all the pressure of being on a serious date, I guess. I think you and I talked about this and I think that's just you helped ingrain this into my head is like uh, the date, like especially the first date. And I say this to everybody now, because I think we talked about it. It's about uh, experiences, not expectations. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I've had, like I said, the, the person that interrogates you and they want to know everything about you and, mm -hmm. You know, who was the last person you dated and why did you break up? And I'm like, that's just not fun. Yeah. To me, I'm like, you know, if you want to know that about me, let's see if we have any chemistry and then down the road, we can answer those questions. Yeah, and then like, so about the guy that just wants to jump all in, like he thinks you're hitting it off. So let's just go ahead and get married and let's run to the chapel. And I'm um, like, Don't that's, that's gotta happen a lot to you though. 
Yeah, I mean, I have a good time. I meet people for a living. I try to make it whether I'm interested or not. I try to have a good time because every person has value. Mm-hmm. So generally, most of my dates, you know, we have a good time, but with real, you know, realistic expectations, just like you said, it's a date. How often does your personality just almost overpower and is a little bit intimidating to some men? I actually get that a lot, which yeah. surprises me because you know me well. Very sweet and very, very easygoing, and I'll go in there and I'm talking away, and I'm my hands are moving, and I'm having yeah. a great time getting to know this person. And the, I'll have men on a first date look at me and go, "You're very intimidating." Really? Other, yeah, that one I get, or the other one I get is, "You've got so much going for you, or you're really pretty. How are you not dating anyone?" Yeah. So I get that. And I'm like, well, that's a fair take- question. Yeah. And I said, it's going to take the right person, but it's almost like they're looking for a fault in me. <laughs> and I'm like, there's, you know, I'm not going to boil your bunny anytime soon. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I'm picky about who I date and making sure it's the right fit. It all comes back to boiling the bunny. That's right. Yeah. Saw yeah. a meme recently that said key to a good relationship is to make sure you're the crazy one. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. That's, you need to meme Maybe that. Not. You'll be yeah. all right. And and that, okay. And that leads me to the other thing. You are friendly. You are outgoing. How many times does that, that get misconstrued as like, oh, this chick's into me? Oh yeah. I think, you know, I've talked about that. Yeah. And I do have kind of a creepy story. I was in Walmart one day, many, many years ago, and it's back before they really did self-checkout. And there was someone across from me, a man, and, you know, I just can't really help but smile. You can't slap the smile off of me. So I look up and he's looking at me and I smile and I wave and I don't think anything about it. And it's getting kind of dark. It was after work. I was getting groceries for the kids and I walk into my car and I'll never forget it because part of it was just his voice. But I'm putting groceries in my trunk when I hear, I like your blouse. <laughs> I scream because it's, you know, it startled me. There's somebody behind me saying, I like your blouse. And it just about scared me to death. And he ran off and he probably meant no harm. Like I said, he wasn't anything weird, you know, didn't touch me, but it was just sort of a reaction. And that I do, is... I get people, I'll talk to the grocery store and they'll find me later and be like, Hey, let me give you your card. Or would you like to go out? Or I think I was at the bank. I told you one time talking, well, actually it was the post office. I was talking to someone and they felt the need to go to my job, my business card, and then call me later. And it was just from a friendly interaction of him asking me about my car. So yeah, it's kind of, you give them an inch, they take a mile. The, the, I like your blouse. I couldn't like, I I probably, that just sounds so deliverance. You know, you got a pretty mouth, you know, exactly what that sounds like. Rough estimate. How many new friend requests do you get a week? Would you say? I probably honestly get one to two a day. Do you really? So probably seven to fourteen a week. Yeah, that's a lot. That's and it's just, lot. and I think most guys know what the number game is. Sure, you, know, you get thrown out there ten times, you might get that one. Yeah, it's all but they just send them and send them. And most yeah. of the time, I've gotten to where I just don't actually respond unless it's a friend of a friend. Yeah, that's smart. And sometimes I still get some people that want to date on Facebook. Yeah. So you have, like, I am i don't even want to direct you. You just tell me whatever stories that you come to mind in your, in your encyclopedia of stories. Uh, and, uh, and I'm just going to sit back and listen. Okay. Well, I do have one that makes 
me laugh every time. Okay. And all these people, you're going to die because all these people are age appropriate. So this man, I believe, was 54 at the time. And it was several years back. He had a master's degree. He worked for military. He was now consulting for our military with missile launching, had a home renovation on the side, you know, was athletic. Everything on paper seemed great. So he says, I'm going to come to town, which was great. He was coming to see me and I wasn't having to drive. We were about a two hour distance. And he's like, I just want to meet you. I want to take you out. Okay, fantastic. Great. I get to meet him at a local bar he wanted to go to, Floribama, world famous. And I hadn't changed from work. So I'm wearing this white, I kind of laughed. It was like a white lacy dress. I'm like, oh, I look like Laura Ingalls right now. And I go and meet him and we walk in and he immediately was like, you look very pretty. Let's go get a drink. I said, okay. So we get a drink and there are cups and he pounds one. Oh, wow. He's like, they're really small. Do you want another? And, you know, I'm not a big drinker. I'm not really a good drinker at all. So I'm not a fan of the game. But he said, no, you're good. And the the man is just sweating. He's just sweating all over the place. And I know he's thinking this probably isn't very attractive, but dude's sweating. And I'm running into people I know and I'm introducing them. And he seemed nice enough, but didn't seem like a fit. He was a little bit obnoxious. And somewhere in the back of one of our conversations, he had mentioned something about being a magic mic dancer way back in the day. And so, I mean, I didn't think anything about it when we showed up, but the more drinks he had, he got a little uh, like out there. He was getting a little more lively. He was throwing some shoulders and all of a sudden out of the middle of nowhere, he said, I'm going to go, I'm going to be right back. And I said, well, the bathroom, and he just runs out. And I already know it's not a match. So I'm watching the final round of 16 of the the NCAA basketball tournament, I'm like, could I be so lucky, God, that he won't come back? Please just let him have run away in fear. And like 10 minutes later, he comes back in and he had changed his shirt. He was wearing cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. And he sits back down and I said, oh, you've changed your clothes. And he said, yeah. I said, you had clothes? And he goes, oh, I keep clothes in my car in case I need to change. And I'm thinking, is this guy living out of his car? Like, I'm confused. Who brings a wardrobe change? And then he said he had multiple ones. So I thought, okay, well, this is getting interesting. And so we get out there, and now he's revving to go. He's had a few more vodkas, and we go to dance. He's not a bad dancer. All of a sudden, now, gosh, I wish we had video on this. He Now, remember, 54, he drops to the ground. He's like, yeah, and his legs around me, picture his knees out, and he's pushing my dress up. And he's trying to slide up me. I'm going, oh, my God, what are you doing? And I'm slapping his hands like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, my God, please, nobody I've known seen me. Please, nobody have seen me. But then he started doing it again. By the second time, I'm like, no, wait a second. I know the people that own this bar, and no one's going to believe this is happening. So now I'm looking for video cameras. I'm like, no one's going to believe this shit. This dude is 54 years old, drunk as hell, and he's trying to give me a strip dance (laughs) in a place where I know people and there's just people everywhere. And he he was not like bad built, but he wasn't a big, you know, he wasn't Chayden Tammy, Tam and Channing. Channing Tatum. You know, a skinny, normal 54-year-old guy. Yeah, he probably wasn't what he was when he was dancing 25 years ago. Right. And when he said it, I honest to God, I thought it was kind of a joke because he was kind of a little guy. And and he, he, 
he changed into a strip gear, I think, just to I go down and give you. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was no wiser for it. I was just sitting there and like said, cowboy hat and, yeah. some and some jeans and he went for it. Oh boy. goes cowboy bebop just to try to, you know, get some, you talk a buck on, you should have thrown some nickels at him. Exactly. Hopefully he said like, nice blouse. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't actually ask him to play. What is that? Uh, save a cowboy. Or not ride a save a horse, ride a cowboy. Save a house, ride it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Save I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. You know, if he'd been smart, he would have gone ahead and had that played, and then really, really fallen into the role. Yeah, yeah he could have sang to you and then dropped down and tried that, and then probably yes. got knocked the fuck out. What would be what I would think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say, I've yet to hit anyone. Well, but, that's good. That's good. I'm not saying I'm against it, but I've yet to slug anyone. If you didn't hit the guy that jumped on your car, I think I think that's probably not going to happen. I mean, a push in the face, it's probably as close you can get. That one had to, like you said earlier, I forgot. To, I mean, that one had to freak you the hell out. Like, Yeah, it really did. That one, I was kind of like, this is a big man. He's in my car. And he yeah. just leaned in. Like I said, you kind of think of a girl's kind of running, opening her car, and she doesn't even turn around to acknowledge you're behind her. I assume there was no second date on that one. No, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little yeah, bit of the nice. one date wonder over here on some of those. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you had to guess how many first dates, one dates you've been on. Gosh, God, I don't even know because for a while there, my friends were like, these stories are great. And they just kept sending me out. Oh, for like, example, like- I, the Mary guy, the big dick. Um, my friends are like, don't let them spoil it. Go back out there. So uh, there was an attorney that lived, you know, let's see, 30 miles away, asked me out to lunch and I show up and I swear to God, he's wearing a ring too. Eight oh days. my God. But he was a little different in the fact I'm like, oh, you're wearing a ring. And he's like, yeah, I don't want women hitting on me. And I looked at him and said, oh, are you expecting women to hit on you during our date? <laughs> and he's like, what? No. But he went, then he went into the whole story, which this happens a lot too. And I'm sure you've heard it from other women. He went into the bashing the ex story. Oh yeah. So, and I'm like, he is definitely not still married because he had so much to say about how horrible this woman was. Wow. So I'm like, I don't think he was married. I think he was very bitter and I'm not really sure why he had a ring. Yeah. Nothing, nothing really moves to a second date quicker than bashing other women. Yeah. You just bashing people in general, you know, it's just not a good face to put it right out there. Yeah. I mean, especially the first date, but that's, yeah, that, that's. Yeah, I've heard quite often like talk about exes all the time. And I was like, what's what are they even doing out there then? What's what's yeah. the point? You know, oh, I feel yeah. bad for you. Let's go hook up. I mean, that's you might as well. You have a better chance than in a dick pic, I think, than doing that. Yeah, which uh, unfortunately, you know, without any I'm sure lots of girls get this, but without any solicitation, yep. talk to a dude for text, not even talk for 15 minutes. And I was like, whoa, well, hello. So yeah. I'm change your name now from Alex to never call me again. Yeah. Or message yeah. me again, I should say. Yeah, it seems like it really does. It seems like when it goes out of the apps to text message, it is usually like you'll know within three messages. You'll either get one or you're not going to get one. It usually happens quick. And I my opinion is there's only one thing you can do. If it's unsolicited, you have to send it to all your friends. Yeah. And I have had a couple where I've been like, oh my God, look at this clown. Yeah, right. Like a girl. Yeah, I'm like, wow. Oh my gosh. I do have a funny story that recently happened and it was totally by accident. But I was at a gym and this doesn't have to do anything with me, but I'm at a gym and I get out to my car and bless this guy's heart. 
he leaves a note on my car. And when I walked up, I'm like, oh my God, somebody hit my car. And I opened the note and it says, hey, my name is blank. I'm interested in your blonde friend. Please give, if this is the right car, please give her my number. So me being me, I'm like, that's so funny. And I take a picture and I put on Facebook. I'm like, hey, all of my blonde friends out there, blank, you know, I put his name, is looking for you. So please feel free to call him. And I posted it with his number. Literally, it was one of the best, most reactive Facebook posts I've ever had. And I'm thinking, I don't know this guy. I never will. People are blowing it up. And I have a friend who's a cop. He's like, I'm texting him right now. I'm like, you're not a girl. And he did a Snapchat filter where he made himself a girl, and oh my God. a blonde girl. And it was fantastic. Unfortunately, within 10 minutes, he was messaging me through Facebook. And I'm like, this must be the same guy. And he's like, please, for the love of God, can you take it down? I said, I'm so sorry. And he said, my employer is really upset that that's been posted. And I'm like, well, what does your employer yeah. even care that you're taking a shot? You're trying to find a pretty girl and give her your number. He goes, well, I'm going through a really nasty divorce. Oh, and shit. here I was unintentionally put this poor dude all over the internet. His friends and seen him called his ex-wife, bless his heart. Oh, you know, it's crazy how quick that can happen. Like you just put it out there. You said it was like one of your most commented, but he probably had voicemail full blowing up like every five minutes. Like, can you imagine getting that all of a sudden your phone's just going not. nuts? I didn't even it picture it never crossed my mind, unfortunately, that Somebody would recognize, I mean, how many phone numbers do you have memorized by heart? Oh, uh, yeah, like five. And they're probably back from when I was a kid, when I used to actually dial them from a fucking rotary phone. Right. So the guy had a very common name. It wasn't John, but let's say it was like John and it had a number. So it never crossed my mind that someone would go, hey, I know that guy. I'm going to call his ex-wife. And it turned into a whole thing. But for the 10 minutes it was up, it was quite amazing. How impressive. So how impressive that he found you. Someone He must have answered a couple of times and someone must have said, oh, by the way, Annalise posted it or something. And it's not yeah, like Somebody you. screenshotted it to him. That was a friend of his wife. Oh, you know, okay. oh no well, shit. You know, pretty easy to find me by my name. Yeah. And he um, just found me and messaged me. So I, I took it down. It was in no way or shape or form any harm to anybody. We just Face thought it was great. Facebook then, is literally three degrees of separation. Right. And then he literally said, by the way, all of your friends are blowing me up. <laughs> so I, really funny. I was like oh i'm so sorry about that i'm like you know, he apologized he said no need to apologize not to me yeah well, yeah he, he seemed very nice hopefully he got like the right one to call i mean hopefully yeah, you got the I right mean, one to call i mean maybe like she called and like it was, was all set up say, and you did him a solid brother out and give him a yeah. little advertising and i just couldn't figure out why his boss was so upset so you've dated for a minute You've learned a lot. Like if you were to give anybody any advice or any woman, I should say, any advice, what would the advice be? I would say, you know, in general, for most people, as we talked about, is don't take life too serious. You know, if you get offended easy, you're going to spend a lot of time being angry and upset. So kind of carrying that into the website, you know, take it with a grain of salt. You know, a friend of mine said a long time ago when I signed up, I'm like, I'm super confused. I went out with this guy. He was telling about two other girls he was dating and I'm old school. So everybody I had met prior to being married with somebody I knew. And I saw, you know, the rule is they're generally talking to somebody else. Keep that in mind. So, you know, if you want to jump into bed with them, that's great. But just know that they may be with someone else. So just be smart about it. Know they're probably talking to other people. You know, 
hold your standards. You know, whatever you feel is true to you, keep true to yourself, no matter what they push or what they tell you. Because it's so easy behind a phone or behind a computer to say anything you want and try to make it the truth. But it's different, you know, safety, always drive yourself, go somewhere lit, be careful with that and just be yourself, be yourself and have fun. Try to be open. Um, One thing I do do is I smile and sometimes if they seem nervous, I'll just touch their hand just to make them know it's okay. They're more comfortable. And then that just kind of opens the door to be comfortable because I really want to learn about them. I don't want to find out on a fourth date that they're not who they're supposed to be because time is money. You know, it's, it's, it's our biggest investment. And I don't want to be out there wasting my time finding out, like I said, that they're not who they're supposed to be. So is there any other stories that we haven't got to that you need to, like, I need to hear? Gosh, I don't know. This one always freaks people out, but I, I love it. Freak them out. Well, no, it was just, it was sort of an odd experience that I had gone out on a date with this guy and we were talking and we hit it off. And then he's like, Hey, full disclosure. um, I'm talking to another girl that I had been really in love with and she's kind of come back into my life and I don't know where it's going. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to be in a competition with this love of your life. We're cool. You know, that's great. And I hope it works out for you, but I'm going to go ahead and withdraw myself from the competition. And we ended up playing on a co-ed volleyball team together and we go out and we had a funny rapport and the people on the team were always like, why don't you date? And I'm like, well, he's talking to somebody he's dating. He would always kind of deny it. I'm like, this is so odd. But there was a downtown event in Pensacola and he said, hey, all the girls are coming. You should go. And I thought, oh, man, this is a great chance. I can be out with my volleyball team. I'm going to dress up. Maybe I could meet someone. So I got dressed up to the hilt. You know, I had on hot pink shorts and four inch heels. I was looking super cute. And I show up to the venue where he told me to be. And it's me and him and another couple. And I'm like, what is happening here? This is um, this is different. So I'm like, am I on a date? So we proceed. He goes, everybody's downtown. Everybody's downtown. So we meet at this place. We have a drink. We go downtown. We meet his friends. We have some food. A girl comes over. His best friend. I'm like, this is getting really weird because I don't really want to date this guy. I mean, there's chemistry, but I don't really want to be in a competition. Um, Fast forward. We had some pizza later with the couple who ended up being swingers and hitting on me. (laughs) This is... uh, an interesting point. You and I both being from California. She's from California and she's rocking an eighth month, an eighth, eight month old baby in a stroller. Oh my God. So her and I kind of hit it off over this baby. And I'm like, oh my God, she's beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And the guys are talking. And eventually she uses the restroom and the husband looks at me and goes, you know, if you want to take her home, it, it would be perfectly okay with both of us. And <laughs> In my own mind, you know, Miss Polite over here was like, oh, my God, she's really beautiful. I just don't think that that's somewhere I want to go. Like, I had no idea what to say. Right. She, she was quite a bit younger than me, and I was just floored. Were you flattered? Were you a little I like? I was definitely oh, flattered. I was there like, you go. Well, I'll take it as a compliment. Absolutely. But I had already given her my phone number, too. So on a side note, she had texted me for weeks after that. <laughs> trying to get you to uh hang out we'll say yes yes yeah, okay she was, very she was super sweet i just wasn't a game i was interested in playing sure sure but this guy so we end up going down to 
Seville, which is the piano bar and all the stuff. And we're having a good time. And another, you know, I had actually stopped drinking. He had had some drinks. I was drinking water because I had a, quite a distance to drive home. And he he leaned over and he kissed me and it was nice. And like I said, we had chemistry. It was nice. And then after that, Chris, he slapped me in the face. What? Yeah. Which upon was such my first reaction was, what the fuck are you doing? What? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I knew him, he was a big man uh-huh. and he didn't hit me super hard, but he still slapped me in the face. And I remember, you know, saying, what the fuck are you doing? What's wrong with you? And he said to me, what's the difference between your ass and your face? And I remember taking my hand over my face and motioning in a circle saying, it's my face. <laughs> like, if you don't know the difference, it's my fucking face. And I was like, Fuck. yeah, and I knew this guy for months at this point. And it's not that like he hurt me. It was just more like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. So yeah. yeah and then he wanted to, you know, walk me to my car. Of course he did. He wanted to, he wanted, to, sure he wanted to see if it felt the same when he hit your ass, I guess. I don't know. Is that, I mean, I and he was like, you can't drive. You've been drinking. I'm like, well, I'd rather die in a car wreck than walk home with you right now. <laughs> My car. I said, he's like, seriously, I can't let, you know, it was just, I'm like, so long story short, I do get to my car. I have another bottle of water, went to a 7-Eleven, got a snack and kind of made sure I was okay to drive home. And then the next day the apologies came in and I said, what in the world would have possessed you to do that? And he said, well, the last girl I dated, she was into some kinky S&M stuff and she could never get off unless I hit her. I'm like, okay, well in the future, you might want to run that by someone, especially someone you're not dating before you- 100%. Right. Before you slap them in a public venue. Because- Uh, 100%. Hundred we percent. We were in the back of a bar. I was like, "Wow!" So like, yeah, like I said, it didn't hurt me. It was just such a shock. I'm like, "What would possess anybody to do that?" If you haven't hit anybody yet, you're definitely not going to. Nor should you. I'm not saying should, but like at that point, I don't know how a thro- throat punch didn't come out. Yeah, um, you know, when someone's bigger wow. than you and they're at that point, yeah, sure, I'm not sure. Any benefit to me to attacking a, a oh guy. my god, like, like as a guy, six, three and two forty plays you hockey, know, right? It, okay, fair enough. All right, I'm 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 not gonna lie about my height, five ten, maybe sixty nine <laughs> inches, whatever, one or the two. Right. Um, what? So from a guy's perspective, like just like what I think, like there have been women I've been with in the past who do like to like it rougher. We'll say, um. But then when you're with somebody else, like you kind of got to feel that process out. Like when you are having sex or getting together, like you slightly tap their ass during something and then like, oh, okay, they kind of like that. Then you gradually go harder. You don't slap them in the middle of a fucking bar to test the fucking waters in the face. (laughs) Yeah, in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And usually there's a conversation had of like, all right, well, I can kind of expect this coming. I mean, not right. like, no, not I mean, like I'm going to kiss you and then slap you because that's the Sesame Street game I want to play today. I might tie you up. I might choke you. I don't care what your game is. Permission should be asked first. 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was Jesus. the one that most caught me off guard. Most people just had the same reaction you did. But like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that happened. There you go, girl. There you go. Yeah. Jesus, you have the best stories. I've had a lot of fun with it. Just go out there, be nice, see who you run into. Talk about memories, right? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I started writing little, you know, stories about some of these people I've met and some of the things that have happened in more detail. Look, when you do whatever it is that you do, and I know we were talking about some stuff earlier, whether it be the, uh, the parenting one, we'll say, or the whatever podcast, like there's definitely a channel for just talking about, uh, this stuff too. And whatever I can do to help you, let me know. I know. And I love to hear the stories, whether it be men or women, it's just uh, some of this, you just honestly cannot make up. No, no. Yours are phenomenal. Oh, I we did talk about, we had, um, one suggestion when you put your profile picture out there, put some out there with friends, guys. If you're a guy, you don't want to just seem like you don't have any friends. So put your best picture first, but then put some pictures that show what you like to do with your friends. Thank you for being along for the ride of the Swipe Wrong podcast, where we take everyday people like you and me telling their everyday stories of their swipe right life. Show is produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham Place. If you want to reach out to the show and tell us your story, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call. Google voice us at 317-426-6616. Leave your information and we'll get back to you or just your story. You can also email us at swipewrongpod at gmail.com. We are on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. We're out there. I am Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. You can find me pretty much anywhere that you see me. And next week, the saga continues. Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong.